to get you, Barbara. Here he comes now. I'm getting out of Civil defense officials in Cumberland have told newsmen that murder victims show evidence of having been partially devoured by their murderers. Mass hysteria, what they think we're imagining all this? A ghoul can be killed by a shot in the head. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. This is the Podcast of the Dead with your host, the Nightmeister. Welcome to the Podcast of the Dead. You can call me the Nachtmeister. That is, of course, German for Nightmaster and comes from a uh, character from a card game called On the Edge. Probably not most of your geekdom, so we'll just let that pass by. I just thought it a nice horror show host, considering that this is a show about zombie movies and other things dealing with the undead. My own experiences with this are actually fairly meager. Now, I've been a fan of zombie movies for some time. Back in college, when I would be home during the summer, I got to watch the house while everybody else went on vacations to various fun places. And I would rent a lot of movies. Now, I'd always heard about the Romero movies, and, of course, I was old enough in 1985 to remember all of the television ads for Day of the Dead. Now, of course, I couldn't go see it at the time because I was only 13 or so, but it stayed in my imagination, and so I finally got to see a Romero movie in the theater Not too long ago, last week, I went to go see Land of the Dead, which I was fairly happy with. I'll probably talk more about that in a future show, because it's still fairly new, and some of you may not have gotten out to see it yet. But I will cover that in its own time. I did, of course, get to see the remake of Night of the Living Dead. And, of course, if you listened to the theme song, the bass line of which is available from copacetics.com, that's also listed in the... uh, ending theme. The uh, sound bites there are from the original Night of the Living Dead, thanks to its little nebulous public domain status. But like I said, I haven't really had a lot of chance to see a lot of zombie movies, but I've got a fair number of them. On my own bookshelf, of course, is Night of the Living Dead, which I got the sound bites off of. Now, I also got the 30th anniversary edition, which is kind of controversial among fans because somebody was able to film additional scenes for it and put a new soundtrack on it. Now, the main reason I have it is because of the new soundtrack. Somebody took out the library music that they used for the original one and put in a new soundtrack, really neat-sounding soundtrack, and I think they actually rearranged a few of the scenes slightly, and it turned out to be pretty good. Of course, there is also the special edition with all of the goofy added scenes. Now, all the zombie scenes, cool. The stuff with that preacher, however, they can keep, as far as I'm concerned. But that's just me. There may be some of you out there who like that kind of thing. 
I will try to have an email address set up for this this show in particular in the near future. In the meantime, you can send feedback to knocktmeister at gmail.com. That's N-A-C-H-T-M-E-I-S-T-E-R. Going on with the list, though, I, of course, got to see Night of the Living Dead. And as groundbreaking as it was, it didn't really quite prepare you for some of the future stuff. God bless Tom Savini. (laughs) I also, at the time, rented Dawn of the Dead, the original 1978, I think, and Day of the Dead, which, of course, was the movie I didn't get to see back when I was 13. And if you're not used to the gore movies, then you're gonna be kind of shocked by some of what you see. You've got guys, you know, biting into people's arms and necks and... You know, people being literally torn apart, and that kind of thing. If you haven't seen a lot of movies with that in it, you're gonna be a little bit shocked. And I can't blame you for that. I was a bit shocked at first, but you get used to it. Other movies of the sort. Evil Dead, of course, the classic series by uh, Sam Raimi, starring Bruce Campbell. Of course, there was also Evil Dead 2, where it took a somewhat more humorous bent... And if you've seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. I'll just say, A Farewell to Arms, and that will perfectly illustrate what I'm talking about. And, of course, there was the one where they just completely went off the wall, Army of Darkness. Still an excellent film, I thought, even if it was a bit not. Now, I have to clarify that I don't mind seeing a bad movie. Now, I've seen plenty of bad movies. I loved Army of Darkness, like I said. I probably wouldn't care to go see House of the Dead or something like that. You know, I don't mind a bad movie. I do mind a stupid movie. And House of the Dead looks to be really, really stupid. But again, I could be wrong. If I am, if you liked it, email me, and uh, we can discuss it on a future show. I probably won't go see it myself unless you really, really convince me, but that's just me. Moving on along, Zombie, which is, of course, Lucio Fulci's uh, sort of sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Now, of course, there's a whole big... I really ought to work out the family tree of zombie movies at some point, because this was a little oddity. Is a uh, European director named Dario Argento, who is, of course, connecting it back to the current movie, the father of Asia Argento, who played Slack in the uh, most recent one, Land of the Dead. He helped produce and get going things for the original Dawn of the Dead, on the condition that he got to release it in Europe, and he did so under the name Zombie. Lucio Fulci then, of course, did a Zombie 2 in Italy, and that got introduced back to America under the name Zombie. So that's one of the odd things about the uh, horror movies in Europe at the time, is there were so many different versions, it's sometimes hard to really track down the one you want to see because some were cut for different countries. Of course, Britain is a bit more picky about violent content than, say, Germany, France, Spain, wherever else. And so you have different cuts for different countries. And, of course, the U.S. tends to be a bit more on the cautious side, but that's why a lot of these movies were originally released unrated. And you can kind of tell a difference with Land of the Dead. I will say that much. It since it had to have an R rating, it does seem a little bit tamer. Not by much. I mean, you'll still 
really get your money's worth as far as gore goes, but it's not quite as graphic. It's probably b- between Night of the Living Dead and the other ones, as far as the gore factor goes. Moving on along, Revolt of the Zombies is on my bookshelf. Now, this is an old, I think, 1930s or so movie, and that goes back to the whole voodoo zombie thing. Not precisely undead, but it fits for our purposes, and I guess I might as well go ahead and say, yeah, I suppose we can throw in 28 Days Later with our zombie comparisons here. I know they're not really zombies, they're just infected people, but, you know, whatever. The effect came out the same. Tombs of the Blind Dead and Return of the Blind Dead. Now, as far as examples of cut movies, here's two of them. I know the Anchor Bay ones, which are the ones that I have, are fairly well cut. I know where I can get somewhat more, shall we say, robust versions of those movies, and I probably will at some point. I'd heard a lot about these movies, though, and the whole uh, Undead Templar thing. The Knights Templar have been a big, big thing in media recently for some reason. You've got National Treasure, you've got a number of role-playing games that deal with them, and they just seem to come from wherever... Reanimator is another one, of course, based on a story by Howard Phillips Lovecraft. There was also the sequel, Bride of Reanimator. And interestingly enough, both of those are actually based on concepts in the original H.P. Lovecraft story, Herbert West Reanimator. Of course, they're updated to a modern time, actually 80s and 90s or so whereas in the originals it was the 1920s, but the base story seems fairly timeless. And this pretty good zombie movie, and Jeffrey Combs is a cool, cool actor, you got to admit. Now, there's one of the Quatermass movies as well that had kind of a zombie factor to it. I don't remember which one it was. I'm wanting to say the Quatermass experiment, but I'm not positive. I'll have to get back to you on that. It's either Quatermass or Quatermass 2. I'm pretty sure it's not third one, ten million miles to Earth, or whatever it was called. Now, that's movies that I personally own. I have, of course, also seen a few others. I was initially turned off by the name of Shaun of the Dead. But, oh, when I did actually get to go see it, it was worth every dollar I spend on the tickets. It was great. If you're a big zombie movie fan, you'll spot the references here and there from the We're Coming to Get You, Barbara, to name of the restaurant that the main character is trying to book a table at. You know, if you catch that in that very quick shot of the yellow page that he turns to, and you see it's Fulci's restaurant, which is, of course, the director of Zombie, which was kind of cool. Now, like I said, I don't mind seeing a bad movie, and I think City of the Walking Dead kind of counts for that. It was, of course, the English-language version of a Spanish movie, I believe, called Invasion de los Zombies Atomicos. And this was a really, really bad movie. Now, of course, people who go on about the fast zombies today, starting with 28 Days Later, and going on to the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which I haven't seen yet, but I may actually see, because I've heard it's decent. City of the Walking Dead had fast zombies. They also had weird disco-sounding music that all... menacing-sounding disco music that always sounded when they would enter the room and start killing people, so... And it wasn't particularly a gory movie, either. It was really seemed to be more the province of the Romeros and the Fulci's as far as that goes. Of course, I could be wrong, because I haven't seen the uncut 
Blind Dead movies yet. I hope to rectify that in the near future. I do have sources, as I said, to find more complete versions of those movies, so I hope in the future to have something on those for you. There is one other movie that was on my shelf, though, which is going to be my main topic of discussion tonight. It's one that I had uh, put off watching for a while, and finally decided, since I'm going to do this show, I'd get it down and take a look at it. This was filmed sometime in the 1970s. It was certainly after Night of the Living Dead. I don't know if the case has the actual year on it or not. It actually managed a PG rating for when it was released. It is, and of course, what I have here, it's an Anchor Bay tape, but then again, I don't think... If it was rated PG, I imagine it came out fairly unscathed as far as editing goes. It's called Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. It almost fits into the bad movie thing, but it's just weird. Okay, I'll just say that. Now, it, the premise behind it is a uh, acting group led by their director, who has a few screws loose, to be quite honest. They go to this island to some kind of some kind of initiation for their little theatrical group I suppose and the director his name is Alan he's going to do a ritual there now of course there's a huge graveyard on this island and some shacks and that they're going to do this ritual to raise the dead and of course he does his little showmanship and that and has a few tricks for the group that he takes there with them scares the hell out of them but then Things start getting a bit sick, because in order to do some of his tricks, he's had to actually dig up a few bodies, and the shack that they're staying at, they decide to take one back with them. And really, really weird stuff proceeds from that point, and eventually we find out that, well, his little spell might have worked after all, as the dead begin rising and attacking the people who are trying to leave eventually comes to the point they realize that they could use a counter spell to get rid of them, so they have to try. And whether they succeed or not, I leave to your viewing of this, because it's... I had fun watching it. Now, you may not so much. I don't know. It's one of those your-mileage-may-vary kind of movies. When I got this, it was part of a really cheap thing that ended up in a bunch of the, of the the local grocery stores. It ended up being like $3 or something like that. I'm pretty sure you can still find it if you look around. You may even be able to find it in more illicit manners. <coughs> Downloading <coughs> If it comes down to that. But, uh, actually, I don't know. It may not be that big enough movie to actually manage that. I don't know. But it's a weird, weird thing. It's... As, like I said, it's not as much gore. It's a PG movie, and the real Dead Rising doesn't occur until fairly late in it. It's only about an hour and a half, though. So if you're looking for some weirdness with which to fill your life, that will work just fine. Hope to have some more information on other movies as we get on with... And also, to a certain extent, other media... I have a copy of the Night of the Living Dead novelization somewhere around here. And there are other media, of course, the best known would probably be computer games or console games like Resident Evil. And I've seen the, the two movies from that as well. Those are fairly good movies. 
surprisingly good movies, actually, all things considered. You look at it and you expect them to be just horrible, terrible things, because honestly, a lot of movies based on computer games tend to be pretty bad, but these actually, not so much. There's also a role-playing game out that deals with zombie survival horror. Uh, it's a game by Eden Studios called All Flesh Must Be Eaten. Edenstudios.net is their website. You can check that out there. And I think there's also a website at allflesh.com. Allflesh.com is the correct address for that, so... No worries there, because that's one of those addresses that, if I got it wrong, would probably send you someplace really interesting. So, I'll probably mention some stuff about that game every once in a while. I've had some little minor things that I've done end up in print for that series. So, it's worth checking out if you're a role-playing game fan, and also interested in the zombie survival horror genre. That is probably going to be enough to close it out for this episode. Now, like I said, I haven't gotten to see a lot of these kind of movies, and if you're a bigger fan than I am, then I'm perfectly willing to admit it, and I'd love to have you suggest some things for me to watch for the show. Uh, like I said, I will establish a dedicated mailbox for this show at some point. In the meantime, you can email me at knockedmeister at gmail.com N-A-C-H-T-M-E-I-S-T-E-R and we'll see how it is from there. Other feedback on the show is perfectly welcome. I'd love ideas, improvements, whatever else. Yeah, anything else you'd like to hear about? Any of these particular movies you'd like to hear my views on? I have a Gmail account, like I said, so if you want to send in audio comments, you can do that. This show has gone about 20 minutes now. That's a pretty good bit for a first show. So remember, go check out Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things if you can happen to find it somewhere. And it, there's also, of course, many of the other movies that I've mentioned tonight. As far as the whole undead factor goes, I'm probably going to avoid vampires for this unless it's a more unconventional kind. You know, like, I might mention The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, but I wouldn't mention, say, The Satanic Rites of Dracula or something like that. So, we get to the end. I am the Nachtmeister. And remember to watch out for those things going bump in the night. They just may eat your brains. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Podcast of the Dead is hosted by the Noctmeister and produced under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License. Spooky Swamp Song is available from Copacetics.com under a Creative Commons Attribution License. I'll be back to reinforce the windows and doors later, but you'll be all right for now, okay?